This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Huweda Araf is a Palestinian-American lawyer, co-founder of the International Solidarity Movement, former chair of the Free Gaza Movement, and up until recently was the Palestine and Refugees Correspondent for Rising Up with Sonali. I've known her for many years and have turned to her routinely over the past two decades for her expertise on Israel's oppression and wars against Palestinians, among other things. Now, the Michigan-based activist and mother of two is running for Congress. Announcing an early bid for the 2022 midterms to represent her state's southeast region in the House of Representatives, Araf has begun campaigning and already faces a smear campaign by Fox News. She joins me now. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Sonali. Always good to be with you. So I've known you for many years. Um, I was really excited to see that you have joined the ranks of people who have decided to become, uh, to move their activism, you know, kickstart it even more and push it to a further dimension by announcing a bid for Congress and the chance to serve the American people and represent them in Congress. What led to your decision? You've been an activist, I think, all your adult life, probably, right? Uh, yes, I have been, and and fighting for people's rights to fix the the, the politics that lead people to uh, situations where they are suffering, where they are not able to have what I think people all over the world inherently want, and that is to have a, a respectable job, a living wage, to be able to support um, yourself and your family, to be able to see your children have opportunity. That my my story and my parents came to this country when my mother was pregnant with me and i'm the oldest of five children they left palestine because they wanted to give us some of that they wanted us to have freedom they wanted us to have opportunity and not live under you know an, an israeli boot or stuff or in a system where our our dreams are capped and i was lucky enough to have that through the hard work especially my father who uh, got a union job with general motors and I saw how hard he worked really day and night, uh, but he was able to sustain and support a family of seven back then. And I was free to think, you know, the sky is the limit. When I look around today around me, I don't see that same opportunity available. Parents are working harder than ever and not being able to make ends meet. And I feel that, or see that also the, the, the a limit, put on children's dreams because of the situations that they are put in. Uh, as you mentioned, I've been in Palestine for a long time. I, I fought there because when I went there and saw what was happening, I had to do something. And so I mobilized to, to, to take action. I am now a mother of two myself, living in the Southeastern uh, District uh, region of Michigan. And, uh, and see these also, abuses around me and thinking I have to do something. So I am used to campaigning and marching and contacting members of Congress. And I thought, you know what, now it's time to try to be a member of Congress and try to be at the table and fighting for legislation that is going to improve the lives of people in my district across Michigan and across the country. And we do have some wonderful members of Congress, but you can count them you know, on your fingers. 
we once we have now you can tell you they're probably household names for many of your listeners they are really fighting for their constituents and the rights of uh, their constituents many others are not and that's why we see the uh, a government that is not working for the people here and um i intend to fight as hard as i can to get there and continue the fight for the rights of uh, of the people of this district so um one of the people that i've talked to you about just picking up on what you were saying that there are a handful of progressive legislators in in congress um you've helped to campaign for rashida talib who is also a michigan congresswoman she became in fact uh, i believe the first palestinian american member of congress and one of the first two muslim women in congress in 2018 were you inspired by her run Oh, I was definitely inspired by her run. She was there was a Palestinian American before her, but he wasn't really known, didn't identify much. But she was the first Palestinian American woman uh, in Congress. And it, before this wave of progressive legislators, I was under the impression that with the work that I've done, uh, standing up to Israeli brutality, there was no chance for me to get into politics here. And not only the members that were elected and that you know campaigned hard to get elected, but the movement in the streets that organized to elect them to have some really big upsets that just so it was Rashida wasn't necessarily an upset, but it is seeing a proud Palestinian American uh, make it to Congress and then seeing some huge upsets with uh, um, AOC and with Jamal Bowman beating very entrenched corporate Democrats, it was also a faith in where the movement in the street is going and the power that is going from the ground up to actually elect people that are from the people and that will represent the people. So let's talk about uh, what Fox News has already begun doing. I mean, maybe Fox News was sort of caught off guard when AOC first ran or when Rashida Tlaib first ran. They weren't expecting these, you know, progressive activists who don't have those elite connections to Congress to actually win. And of course, then once they won, uh, people like Ilhan Omar and stuff uh, and, and Ayanna Presley, once they have won, Fox News has, of course, been smearing them. But they've started pretty early with you. Um, and uh, they've been particularly, of course, pointing out uh, your work on Palestinian rights, which I imagine is utterly unsurprising given not just the right-wing media, but the mainstream media's bias toward all things that center Palestinian rights, right? Exactly. I expected the attacks, but honestly, I didn't expect them till much later. Uh, in Michigan right now, they're still redrawing the district. So I thought it would be a few months before I um, got those attacks, and they are tired old disproven attacks so I even knew what they would be but they started immediately within minutes of announcing my campaign and the Fox News um, article a long article came out on day two of my campaign and then on day I don't remember four or five I Nikki Haley former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. jumped on basically maligning me with lies because they don't want to address the substance of what I've been saying and what I've been fighting for. So they uh, twist these words, try to uh, malign me and my character in the hopes that either I will shut up or people will discount what I'm saying. And 
I don't intend to let that deter me. Again, I knew it was coming and I firmly believe in everything in the work that I've done and what I stand for. And I also believe in the community of justice activists here in, in the United States. I don't think that I'm going to do this. Obviously, I'm not going to do it alone, but even more than that, the because from the beginning, they are saying that somebody like me, a Palestinian American who has fought for Palestinian rights, has no place in Congress. I think this, uh, our movement and our campaign needs to show that, yes, we do. We exactly we belong there, and people like me, come, um, you know, immigrant family, we are also American. We are in fact the American story, and it, it, it is a, a story of diversity. And it is a story that is also rooted in human rights being at the core of everything we do. So from the beginning, I said, I'm not going to try to hide anything that I've done because I'm proud of the work that I've done, again, centered in human rights and civil rights. And quite the opposite, I believe that my constituents will see that the vigor with which I fought for Palestinian rights is the same vigor that I will fight for their rights in Washington, D.C. And so that the work that I've done has better equipped me to be able to get into that fight and to not back down. Um, let's get into some of the substance of the attacks because they will come up. They'll come up over and over again. So let's get it out of the way. The Fox News article that you mentioned focused on an interview that they did with Lisa McLean, who's a Republican representative from Michigan. The headline screamed, Michigan activist who promoted the use of violent resistance against Israelis announces run for Congress. Um, and they cite uh, some words that you and your fellow co-founder and now husband and partner Adam Shapiro wrote uh, many years ago. Uh, they denounced you as, McLean denounced you as a Bernie Sanders style socialist who does not share the views of Michigan's 10th Congressional district. Um, so how do you respond first to, of course, Bernie Sanders style socialist, and then to the writings of yours and Shapiro's that they've dug up from many years ago? Uh, great. With regard to Representative McLean, who I is representing, or in name only representing me and, and the constituents of this district, because she has consistently voted against every single piece of legislation that would have helped the average person, that would have helped working people, working families. Uh, calling me a Bernie-style socialist, I, I don't relate myself to anybody. I am my own person. I can tell you that, but being compared to Bernie or being compared to Rashida or AOC, that's a badge of honor because these are people that are working for the people. She is not. And I can tell you that she throws around the word socialism to scare people when not even using it correctly. Any piece of legislation that actually helps working people and families, to her, that's socialism. But come to the, the corporation and tax cuts for the rich, and that's perfectly okay. That's supposedly how this uh, country is supposed to work, according to Lisa McLean. And that's one of the big problems, right? We always have money for the rich to get richer, but when it comes to making sure people have affordable health care when it comes to making sure that our our children are able to get educated or have clean water there's not enough money oh that's going to add to the to the debt and that's exactly what lisa mcclain has been touting so like i said it's uh i'm definitely my own person but i am honored to be put in the same basket as representatives who have been fighting 
hard and long for people's rights. Uh, then the other the issue with the things that Fox News and other um, outlets pulling up things that I've written before, what everybody needs to know is that they take these um, snippets completely out of context. The article that they're citing specifically in Fox News, uh, Adam and I wrote in response to an article by a Palestinian saying why the Palestinian was arguing that nonviolence will not work for Palestinians. And he listed a, a litany of reasons why, why nonviolence will not work. And at the time, there was a lot of violence uh, in the streets. And we were trying to uh, do the work of the international solidarity movement, which is mobilizing popular unarmed resistance to challenge uh, Israel. So what we said is that a, a, a resistance, a freedom movement can be both violent and nonviolent. So what we're saying is we're not trying to tell you that you need to stop. I mean, that's not our right. You are under occupation. You're living under oppression. It is an internationally enshrined right for an occupied oppressed people to resist their occupiers using and that, arms. And that's very um, common. History shows um, colonial, you know, uh, exactly. the, the, the British uh, uh, former colonies used armed resistance against the British to fight for their freedom alongside nonviolent armed resistance. We saw that in my home country of India. We saw that in uh, South Africa under apartheid, right? Exactly. And that, you know, the, the, we refer to the Fourth Geneva Conventions as the international humanitarian law. The There's an article, uh, a protocol additional, it's a protocol additional one to the Fourth Geneva Convention that specifically recognized the right of an, a colonized oppressed people to resist their occupiers using any means necessary. Now, when I say that, and when we wrote that, it wasn't to promote violence. It was just to say, listen, give us a chance. What This is what we're saying. And when we say that Palestinians or any occupied people, oppressed people have a right to legitimate armed resistance, of course, that must keep in mind that legitimate means you do not attack non-combatants. Uh, but it gets, so again, they're going to pull that, they're going to pull other things to try to, it, all taken out of context, again, because they just want to attack and don't want to hear the message that we're conveying. And they called me also an anti-Semite, half my family, I mean, my husband's Jewish, his family is Jewish, and my, a lot of my friends would work with Israelis. That's the furthest thing from the truth. And in fact, Palestinian activists and the whole Palestinian rights movement has said from the get-go, we reject all forms of racism and xenophobia, and that includes uh, anti-Semitism. And so we're very clear about that. But again, it's easy to paint a Palestinian-American activist for Palestinian human rights as, a, uh, as an anti-Semite. So I'm going to hear that a lot more, I'm sure. So Huweda, in this journey toward next year's midterms, we're looking at, you know, you basically have a year to campaign. It's amazing how early these sorts of campaigns start. And maybe, you know, it might might have been a good tactical thing to get the Fox News uh, smears out of the way, give you time to to respond but uh you may of course also be fighting very likely will be pushing up against the democratic establishment that's what members of the squad have faced in the past um there is a very you know strong centrist 
Democratic Party establishment that does not like those who are both, you know, those who are progressive newcomers. They love centrist newcomers, but not progressive newcomers. Uh, so Pete Buttigieg is great, but not so much an AOC, Ilhan Omar, or someone like yourself. So do you expect to face that as well? I would be ready for it. I am what's likely to be my district is a, a, a Republican leaning district. And what I have said is that I welcome the challenge because the uh, I'm running as a Democrat and and Democrats, unfortunately, over the past uh, few decades have lost the people who used to be the party of the working class people and not anymore because our message isn't getting to the people and we are not recognizing a lot of the struggles of, of everyday people. We are not going to them where they are and talking to them. And in a way, I believe, and I'm sorry to say this, that the party has become a little elitist. And as you said, the, the corporate interests have taken over. It has a hold on the party and I intend to be outside of that. And I intend to get uh, to flip the district that I'm in by covering every inch of it and, and going and having the conversations that need to be had. Because while right now it seems that the country is so polarized and everybody is in their corners and we can't talk to each other, when my experience and I'm sure many others, when we talk to people one-on-one -on -one who are of a different political persuasion, we can agree on the fundamentals. Uh, and so I intend to get past that and talk about what we need and more than talk actually i want to listen i think politicians talk too much i want to listen what do people need and how can we work together for a brighter future for all of us and i think by campaigning in this way and having the resources to be able to campaign in this way to cover like i said every inch of this district we will win the people and then if the democratic establishment as you said come after me I feel like I, I will be stronger with the, the voice of the people behind me. So I'm not worried about it now. I, I expect it could happen, but I'm not worried about it. And what about the redistricting that you're expecting to happen? There are several states that are engaged in this right now in those states that um, Republicans do have a hold. Uh, there is, of course, an attempt to use gerrymandering to keep uh, power. What do you expect to happen in Michigan? Well, in Michigan, traditionally, the redistricting was done by our legislature and it, it has been a Republican legislature. And so there was very extreme gerrymandering. But in 2018, there was a, a ballot initiative and it passed to uh, put together a an independent citizen redistricting commission. So what we have had is a nonpartisan citizen redistricting commission that has been uh, listening to people uh, going all, all over and studying and drawing and redrawing maps. It's been a very messy process because it's the first time that it's happening like this. But I believe the outcome will in the end be good, even if it takes a little bit longer, because this is the way it should be. They have a mandate to get rid of all gerrymandering, try to keep communities of interest together and really draw fair maps. Now, the way it stands where I live, I fall in between two maps. So I could get a slightly Democrat leading district which would be good. It's the district that I grew up in actually, or I can get the uh, Republican leaning district. Actually it's solidly Republican as I talked about. And I honestly want the latter because that work needs to be done and I want to do it. And I think I can flip it. So uh, of course I won't be upset if I get the first one, it might be a, overall a, a little bit of a easier race, but I think the hard work needs to be done. And so I'm ready for that too. 
with uh, give out uh, your campaign website if people are interested in finding out more about your uh, work. Yes, I would love to. It is my name, Huayda for Congress dot com h u w a i d a f o r congress dot com please go and sign up because you will be needing a lot of volunteers if you're able to contribute my opponent is independently wealthy we're not we're wealthy in what we stand for and uh and like i say i we need this campaign needs the power of everybody to show that yes someone like me can run for congress and can win so, Hueda, good luck to you. Thank you so much, Sonali. My guest has been Hueda Araf, Palestinian American lawyer and human rights activist running to represent Michigan's Southeast region in the House of Representatives. She's also the co founder of the International Solidarity Movement, former chair of the Free Gaza Movement. Until recently, she was the Palestine and Refugees Correspondent for Rising Up with Sonali. I'm Sonali Kohatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website. Rising up with Sonali.com by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.